Are we live right now? Yeah. No. It's not live. Yes. It no, is live? Don't let him introduce us. Oh, Kevin's introducing us. Oh, oh he's, Are we he, live? He don't have anything to say. <laughs> Are we live he's or not? He's tongue-tied. I don't know when you see he didn't say go. <laughs> he's tongue-tied. Okay, well, uh, first of all, okay, welcome everybody to the first podcast. Uh, we would announce a name, but we have been going back and forth with what to call this podcast. So we'll be taking a poll, Josh Jones will, on one of his famous Facebook polls to help us come up with a catchy name because we realize this is probably going to reach out all over the United States before long. So we want it something easy that people can find. Yep. And we're. I got this hat yesterday from Mike Avery, so we're sponsored by Avery Lumber today. So, okay, great, great. Then yeah, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there that this uh, could be for mature audience. So. <laughs> right, that's that's a good point, Josh. I'm glad, glad you brought that up. Uh, I, I think I'll just start off with saying I'm, uh, we're happy to be here. We've been talking about doing this for quite some time. Josh was uh, really pushing the issue, wanting to get us in the basement down here. I don't know exactly, didn't know exactly what for, but thank God it was just for a podcast. Uh, But he's pretty excited right now, and I'm not so sure he doesn't have a little bit of a chubby uh, because of uh, we're all all down here together finally. Josh, would you like to show us? Elaborate on that? (laughs) No, I I, no. You'll well a few more minutes maybe and. I'll let you know. <laughs> I figured it'd take that long. So the house is going, I saw. You had a bunch of Amish guys over there. Yeah, had some Amish guys. And then uh, the leader, the I can't remember, the, what's his name, Skitch? The head Amish? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Is his name Skitch? I think it is. Is it? Yeah. He reminds me a lot of myself. So, yeah, it probably mm. is Skitch. You just like guys in hats and beards? The smell, well, I better edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! So how do you edit that? And no, we're not editing that. Yeah, they're not. I, they I trust they're, me. They're not listening. That's there's going to be no Amish watching this program. I promise you. So, yeah, though I think that's pretty cool. You guys got a lot of stuff going on up there on top of the hill. That's going to help out Fort Scott. Uh, is there anything else exciting going on in the city of Fort Scott, Josh? I, I know you're pretty involved. Oh no, this podcast is not going to be about Fort Scott and getting my ass in trouble. <laughs> I do want to talk about what do you? What about that substation? You didn't ever comment on that. The substation. Yeah. Do you know something for about a that? subway or what? No, the substation, electric substation down at the barbecue place and hot rod shop. I have nothing about that. I know the the last one we had caught on fire, so I don't know if they want to build a bigger one to get a bigger bonfire going or what, but. Yeah, that was an exciting day in Fort Scott right there. We had to open up the community center and all kinds of stuff to to make yeah. sure everybody was okay. All right, we, we heard about that in all the commissioner's comments, so we're good. <laughs> so so what what do, what do you guys want to discuss today? Talk to me. G- give me some subjects. Well, I figured you'd start with one of your famous sketches stories. Well, uh, here's the thing. I mean, I think what we're going to do in this podcast is, uh, what my vision is anyway, is as we get going to bring on special guests. And I've always said in Fort Scott, there's a, uh, a ton of uh, people that are, are great characters, um, not necessarily your doctors or lawyers or anything like that, but some of your, your street people that I can't wait to, uh, to bring in and uh, let, the, let the people in the audience enjoy them because i'm sure they have some wild wild stories as well yeah the owner of the studio said he wants to approve those those yeah that's what he said but that's okay we 
we can we can grease those wheels too. Josh, what's your vision for the for the podcast? I mean, this is your big dream. What do you, what do you want? What are you, what are you talking? Oh no no, uh, I, I have no dreams, Kevin. That's not what I heard, but go Red ahead. Ones. Pat, what's your? <laughs> it's not a dream I want to be close to you on. I guarantee you. <clears throat> He's staying in the Bourbon County facilities, or do we even have prisoners there yet? What's going on there? I, why are you asking me all these questions where I'm gonna get my ass in trouble? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just having. I think they're letting a few more prisoners in, though. I think they've opened back up over there. They've opened the hotel back up. We're yeah. gonna have to get you're gonna have to get off the commission so we can talk about political stuff. Yeah, this is fun. Not, yeah. not if we ever had video, maybe we could do a little poll. There's two ex mayors on this, and you need to guess which two are the ex mayors. That's true. That's true. Yeah, this is this will be a good format to uh, to air. You know, our grievances, our likes and dislikes about what we see going on with politics. I suppose. Uh, you know. One of the things I was probably disgusted with last time I went to the meeting because I've been going to the meeting since I've been since I stepped down, but uh, the five-minute rule's been re-engaged, and uh, we've got a timer and added a gong to it. That's uh, that's great. So I'm thinking about going to the high school and stealing a symbol and uh, maybe putting a baton on it, and, and that way they can hit the gong and make sure the people know to shut up when it's time to shut up. Now my vision, my vision for this <laughs> podcast is just to make it like when we're sitting around on a Friday night talking, BSing, and uh, some of the subjects that come up could be explicit, and mm, some could be angry. some could be a little uh, boring to some. So, well, we'll I think we'll every day it. every day we get stories. Yeah, over the weekend I was golfing. And uh, there's a lady out there, and I think it was her first time or whatever. I don't know. She's giving lessons, and there was a bee flying around, and it stung her. So she went inside, and the guy giving the lesson says, what are you doing in here? She says, well, I got stung by a bee. And she, he said, well, where'd you get stung at? He said, oh, between hole one and hole two. <laughs> he said, well, your we stance go. is too wide. <laughs> your what? Your stance is too wide? <laughs> Yikes. That's a, good, that's a good one. That'd make for a good joke. That was good, Josh. Appreciate that. <laughs> So what, who was this lady? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? That was name. fake. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, uh, that was a good one. Yeah, we'll so, have to tell that one to Steve Anthony. Will we be able to hear one of your uh, songs, one of these podcasts, too, you think? Um, yeah, I, I suppose we could probably arrange that, but I'd like to get somebody with probably a better singing voice than myself. No, you can do it. We'll get somebody to play guitar with you. Oh, that would be great. That would yeah. be great. Um, because, you know, we've wrote, you know, I've wrote uh, three country songs, and I'm working on a fourth one. Uh, I've been working on it for quite a while. I just haven't had the desire to sit down and finish it. But I actually uh, expressed with these guys the other day that I've got another idea. I'm going to write a song about Fort Scott, about Bourbon County, you know. So uh, that'll be pretty interesting, What's, too. What, can you give us any insight? To no, that? not at this point. I really don't no. want to divulge anything. But there will be, you know, there will be pieces and parts in there. But I, I actually heard a song and the guy, I can't recall the artist, but he was uh, talking about driving down the interstate, going down through Oklahoma and the McDonald's over the, the highway and things like that, and just took it down. You know, he stopped and bought a pack of smokes at the Indian store. I don't know if we can say Indian on the air. Does that hurt anybody's feelings anymore? Do you realize how old Chiefs. that song is? Is that song old? Yes. I just now heard it. 
I loved it. I fell in love with it. That guy's a let's, good. Let's look it up. Yeah, he's a good artist. But yeah, no, we'll we'll probably go into that. Maybe the Keith Meach song. There's some there's some good songs out there that I wrote. So you give us a little bit of the Keith Meach song. Well, no, I I don't know. I just know people out there recall it. It was number one on the charts for what was it, Pat? Nine weeks, I think that thing stood up there. It was close to that. Top of the charts down at, and that that was actually at the the fifth wheel and uh, hometown of Sharkies. They had it on the jukebox. It, the weird thing time. was, is Biden wanted you to play it at his inauguration. That, yeah, but I was, I was wasn't doing that. Crazy. Because, yeah, and he told. Remember when Joe told us down at the fifth wheel about that? Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, I can't do it." The fact is that I don't remember. Well, these guys are already on their phones, so it's me here by myself. I'm trying to look up when Choctaw Bingo was. That uh, was the name of it, Choctaw Bingo. I was on mine because I thought we were doing guess a character, and I was uh, trying to see who I was imitating. What? Sorry, <laughs> just lost me. <laughs> that, that was. A- this part of the podcast has been deemed classified by the CIA and FBI of the United States of America. Sorry for the inconvenience. Back to your regular scheduled programming. Oh, God, here we go. Too oh, that was good. So, yeah, maybe we can tell some old stories and stuff from, you know, things that we've had happen to us. Josh, you had anything wild lately besides the golf lady and the two holes? No. Yeah, but you're the storyteller. I figured you'd already have two or three out by now, so. Well, I just don't know what this crowd will be interested in. I mean, we'll have a lot of stories as we go. Uh, Pat and I have been hanging around each other for probably, I'd say, 20 years, close to it, end of Pat. I moved here in 99, so. Why don't you give me your, one of the first stories I heard from you is your racing story where you finally were good one week. And we're beating everybody on the dirt. Oh track. yeah, yeah. That no, that was a great story. We uh, and you know we started going over to the racetrack over at Nevada Speedway there for quite a while, just as fans and having a good time. And and then we decided that we would go ahead and and start up our own race team, which we knew would obviously be successful because we knew so much about it. And we got into street stock, and we built a car. It was Brad Wright, myself, and and Brian Slavens. And uh, we had a hell of a pit crew, too. It was uh, – you guys may have heard of him. Dennis Fritter, uh, Dave Hickson, Dustin Beasley. They was uh, – we. I mean, we were bound to be successful. And got over there, bought an old car, and, and actually uh, 103.9, Tim McKinney and him sponsored us. So that was our number, 103.9. And, and we were really giving them fits. And we never were placing or anything. And, and then one night, finally – I, I had seen the light, man. I came around the back stretch and, and, and I was just cutting them off, man. I was clipping through cars uh, like they were sitting still. And when I came by the flag stand, I noticed the flag guy has a, uh, a flag out shaking it at me because I thought it was probably because I was kicking too much ass. And uh, come to find out, next thing you know, I'm airborne. And when it comes down, I see the passenger floorboard spring up and I come to a sudden halt. And what had happened was, uh, I guess they have a yellow light when you're under caution. And I didn't know about the yellow light at that point. And I just kept racing and everybody else had slowed down and somebody had lost the wheel off their car and I jumped it. So, uh, yeah. Great story. Yeah, I, I was not winning. Pat, have you ever heard that story before? Uh-uh. Never. <laughs> yeah, so come find out. We uh, we quit racing uh, not long after that. Um I think we were asked to quit racing. Uh, Until you came back out of retirement. Yeah. In, what was it, 2010? 
when was that? Oh, it's your racetrack. Yeah, the wood race. Yeah, the the uh, annual wood race. We actually came back out of retirement for that. I haven't heard that story. Oh, man, that was uh, – Pat was really thinking outside the box. Every – once a year, he would put together a, uh, basically just a weekend of fun, built a, a dirt track. Had He lived on 60 acres out there east of town, uh, and he'd have all kinds of trails and everything for the four-wheelers. And we'd go on treasure hunts to find, I think, yellow ribbons or something like that. And he'd have all kinds of things set up. Honestly, it was awesome. And a treasure hunt to find yellow ribbons. Yeah, it was kind of Flags. a – It we was just everybody flag. coming together. You know, kind of like a Woodstock type of deal. Um, and You had probably 50, 60 four-wheelers out there. At least. At least there'd be 50, 60 people so out there. So let me interject. Sure. So what happened was is we had a flat track that was for uh, four-wheelers. And everybody was kind of racing around on him. And then finally, Dave Hickson comes down with a car and starts racing around with his car. And everybody's like, dang, that's fun. That looks fun. So it, the night ends, and we have a big old bonfire, and, and uh, we end up pushing. Oh, no, let's back up a little bit if you're going to tell that story. <laughs> so, so we have rules to this race. We make it legit. For the next year, we're like, okay, this is the way it's going to run. You don't have to worry about taking glass out. I thought this that ain't... was the same night. No. This is no, like... this is a whole different night. Okay. So we, we say you can have your glass in, no roll bars, no nothing, but you need to wear a helmet. Now, Pat and Stacy did think ahead, and they said, hey, we're going to have to have, uh, what's those papers you signed? Waivers. Yeah, waivers. So they had legitimate waivers set up, and you had to sign them when you came in. And so everybody the next year has their own car. Now, it had to be a four-cylinder, and for every... No, it didn't. Yeah. No, no, it didn't have to be a four-cylinder. What it was was uh, you could only spend $150 on it. 250 250 Okay, $250. Because that's what... Two fifty was what junk prices were for. I imagine that was Kevin's rule because Kevin hasn't spent more than two fifty on anything in his life. <laughs> True story. The car I drove here well, today that, was two hundred fifty. That will explain the end of this story. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it got a little wild. So I, I believe Pat and correct me wrong if I'm wrong again, but if you every fifty dollars you spent over two fifty, you had to take a spark plug wire yep, off. That was correct. That was our rule. So everybody shows up. Pat has a Cadillac. Yep. Big old monster Cadillac. I believe Hickson came in a station wagon with a canoe on top of it and a bunch of mannequins in it. He had a whole family like they was going on Christmas vacation or summer vacation. And uh, Heavy, heavy head music blare speakers all the way around it. Yeah, he had an Oldsmobile of some sort, that little blue car. And I had a uh, Dodge Dynasty. Dodge Dynasty. I mean, it was, uh, this car was. He was so fast. It was, it was so fast. He was so fast. It was ridiculous. Four cylinders of raw power. And so we get to go and we get out there and we actually had a, a starter. And Him we, and Bradster were going at it. Yeah. Because yeah. they're the only two that had racing experience. We had a lot of experience from that <laughs> summer that, that we that's raced. That's what you called that yellow, yellow flag at Nevada. Yeah, I knew about the flags yeah. by now. But Pat only had one flag and it was just an old grease rag where they said go. So there was going to be no cautions. If you broke down, let me tell you, you better either get out of the car there's, there's or brace yourself. There's probably 10 cars out there. Because this thing was, it was, it was sketch city. So we get to racing. And uh, I had got quite a ways in front of uh, Brandon Graham. I'd get around and I'd slow down and get around and slow down. I was letting him heavy, letting him catch up to me. 
until one time on turn one, he got a li- I let him get a little too close, and he plowed into the side of me and flipped my car over upside down. I then realized I forgot to put my helmet on because it came up from the back seat and hit me. And that was a rule. I should have kicked him out at that point. I should have been, I should have been fined or at least asked to leave the racetrack. Uh, but then the car was actually on fire. I crawled out of the windshield, got out of it. We put the fire out, flipped, flipped the car over. back over. And they said, what are you going to do? We kicked the rest of the windshield out and seeing if it started, it started back up. So we went back to racing. See, I don't remember the windshield part. That is a little bit of an embarrassment. Sometimes I'll add a little that flair is, in there. That, 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 sometimes you I'll... Got, you got to remember, we're going maybe 30 tops. And 30? So when, when I had to be running on, 70 on the back stretch. No, 30. I was on the high side, though, boys. That's the difference in me and you. You was running slow on the inside. I'm high side. A little tidbit. People don't know Kev when he tells his stories. Usually we have a number how many times we've heard it, but it, it's true every time it changes. Yes. Yeah. Every time it's a little bit different. So. It changes in my mind he as likes well, likes to put guys. a little glitter on it. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, it's... So you did 70, flipped the car, kicked so, the windshield yeah. out. It was like that slow, you know, it was kind of like a slow motion Four or five thing. times he rolled. Yeah. At least. And then one end for end, uh, if you remember that one. So I get out. I just shake the glass off of me. There was quite a okay. bit of blood, but I just... Anyway, we got back to racing. And it, it kept getting better and better and better. And so, so about that time... Kevin has to leave and go to his... No, in-laws. no. Let's talk about a couple more race no, incidents while we're talking about I this. I want to get to the good You got part. time? Sure. Okay. I just want to make sure you didn't have anything else you want to talk about. So anyway, I will mention Ryan Collier. He had a he had a good uh, incident. No, that was the next year. So oh that's well, why, that's see. I'm just covering all they, the race experiences. You, I'm just covering you highlights. Leave yours for the last. That's no. what it is. What I don't even remember what mine's supposed to be now. Oh, that yeah, because that's pretty much the finish up of the first year. Right. So, so how many here's years what happened. Well, are we going to go year by year? Yeah. We got to okay. go, okay. go in order. So we have a great time. My car kicked ass, and that's pretty much so, the end of the day. So he We leaves. did some jumps. He's got to go to his in-laws for dinner that night. So he leaves probably 6, 7 o'clock. And as he's leaving, he tells Dave Hickson, make sure nobody fucks with my car. And uh, we're sitting around. I don't know what you just said, but no, don't worry about it. We can edit. So then, so, uh, we, we, we skipped a part two. So the first, the first one that we had that Dave Hickson had squirrel was out there and squirrel was just having a ball watching everything. Now you on. might explain to the people who squirrel is Shannon Neff. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. He passed he, away 10 years ago. Was it that long? It's been that long. At All least. right, we're gonna have to use our keyword squirrel like we always do because Kevin, you have a thing where someone's telling a story, and next thing you know, we're five stories different, and I forget what the hell the first story is about every time. We'll make our way back around there, Josh. Just calm down. This this will have a happy ending, which I know you like. So, the end of the first, the very first season of of racing at the Wood Race. Shannon is having a ball, and he's carrying it around his cooler, and that cooler, for some reason, never gets empty. It never empties. We know why, but... (laughs) So, we're all sitting around this big-ass bonfire. It's probably 12 foot tall or so, and Shannon's just sitting by himself and uh, in his lawn chair and his cooler, 
And so Dave decides to push his car into the bonfire. So Billy Page gets on a four-wheeler behind the car, pushes it into the bonfire, and the whole thing just goes woof. And uh, Hickson's in the in the driver's seat, holding a natty light, and the door won't open. So <laughs> He's stuck in the fire. He's stuck in the fire. Billy Page is stuck underneath the back bumper with the four-wheeler, and it, he can't get it out. And so people are running everywhere trying to get this everybody out. And Dave's crying. Remember Dave, that part? No, I don't remember that. But <laughs> all I remember that. is we're trying to we're yanking on the driver's side door, and here comes Dave rolling out of the out of the passenger door. Never spills his beer. Does a drop and roll and up and watching the fire. The funny part of this whole thing was everybody was safe. Shannon Neff is sit, sitting in his chair. Not this far from the whole thing going down, and he's like, "Oh, that was fun." <laughs> Arf. Oh yeah, Shannon would be like that though. He just uh, he loved a good time. Yeah, Shannon's someone from whether you're twenty years old or seventy years old. Everyone knows who Pup Squirrel Shannon Absolutely. is. Absolutely. That's what we talked about. You know, town characters, and I said that uh, people are going to remember. Uh, people like that, of course, for a long, long time. But the end of this story is, and I'll go ahead and finish it for Pat because I'm actually not at the <laughs> place. I imagine your ending is going to be a little bit different. You come in, save the day. I basically then, flew in. Yeah. Nobody knew I could yeah. fly at that point in time, but I had this cape on, and it was a weird deal. But I pretty much saved. So her. we're back at where. So anyway, I said we're back at where. I'm I, gone. I, he leaves, and he says to Dave Hickson, "Make sure that no one fucks with my car." Yeah. Okay. So we're sitting around the fire again, me and Dave. Do not. And uh, we're sitting around the fire, and all of a sudden Dave gets a text. What the hell's going on with my car or something like that from, from no, Kevin? No, Dave sent me a text. Oh. He said, he, he said, just letting you know, they're getting ready to burn your car. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the text. So, I think I still have it. Anyway, so then Dave and I start walking down to the track, and as I come around the corner, there's sledgehammers. They got they got Kevin's car upside down again. Beating the oil pan <laughs> off of it. And they got sledgehammers out just going to town on the engine block. And Dave's like... $250. <laughs> Keep in mind. And I was... I, this is not good because that was my last 250 I spent on that race car in hopes that there'd be a big no, payout at so Wood Speed. All of a sudden, what? all of a sudden, we get back up to the... It wasn't... 10 minutes it seemed like we were down there telling them they can't be doing that and we get back up to the bonfire and here comes skitch side <laughs> sliding in my in, other race car sliding sideways into the bonfire again and him and his ex-wife get out and are just livid oh yeah i'm not quite as livid no no there was and we won't go real deep into that but there was words exchanged at that point and uh, Dave was still, I think at that point, Dave was sitting by Shannon in the lawn chair just watching. <laughs> and then uh, the real story of it was is Kevin was pissed because he could have used that $250 car again next year. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want that car at the track. Too fast for him. They had it? a bounty out on me. And you don't do that. They never did that to X Jr. I guarantee <laughs> you that. There would have been problems if you did that to Ron Boland's car. So how many years did you have this racetrack out there? Two years. The the next year, this will, we'll make this quick and change the subject. But the next year, we everybody is into it this year, and they're painting up their cars and, and really 
That was probably the canoe year and stuff like that. The Wonder Bread car for Hickson. Oh, yeah. Hickson brought the Wonder Bread car. Had like 75 sponsors on the trunk lid. It was it was businesses that weren't here any longer, like White Sides. Yeah. It was cool. And not just all white with dots. Side note, he, who did he end up selling that car to? And for a, a 10 bonus points, what happened on the way to retrieve that car? Time's up. He sold it to Frankie Ruggiero. Yes. He sold Frank it to the Frank the tank. the tank. This is pre-mustache, too, mind you. But he sold the car to Frank the Tank. Frank was excited about it. And I believe Frank was going to use the car to drive as he a, did. an everyday driver. We were, standing, we were standing at Hickson's one night, and all of a sudden we hear a car go by on the highway, wide open, no exhaust, and we go outside, and it's Frank going by in the Wonder Bread car. And uh, he ended up in somebody's yard that night. Cops had to come get it, and the Wonder Bread car got smashed. <laughs> but they did not catch Frank. No, right? he took off through a cornfield. Yeah, Frank. So if you're listening out there, we're sorry, bud. But I think that, that was over seven years ago. So oh. statue of limitations is obviously right. up on yeah. that. Yeah. So. But the, the next year, we had... Everybody was getting into it, and Billy Page and Ryan Collier bought a car, and the fuel pump was out. And they oh, this only, is great. They only had a few minutes until race time, so they are ripping the back seat out of this car, trying to get to the fuel tank. They they don't have a, a wrench for the fuel pump, so they take one of my air chisels and are knocking the ring out for to get the fuel pump up. While they're doing that. They poke holes in the top of the gas tank. They get it changed, but there's, now there's all these holes. So the whole time, Hesson is videotaping the, the race, commentating, videotaping. And we have it on video where Collier is going around the track. Turn two. Turn two. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. You see, because <laughs> smoking was allowed when you're racing. They don't allow that in Nevada Speedway. Pat's trying to change things up and make it a little more user friendly for race. You see the cherry go red, and all of a sudden, woof! The whole car goes is engulfed in flames. So then everybody's like, "Shit! What the hell?" And all you see in the camera is Collier coming out of the car, swatting his ass like Ricky Bobby, running up, <laughs> but, the, running but up the track. I mind swear you, to God, that's how it went. That's down. exactly. We have the video of it. Yeah. And and mind you, Collier did not know it was on fire for probably a whole lap because he is driving that thing balls to the wall, and it's on fire in the whole back seat, and everybody's waving at him to let him know, and he thinks we're cheering him on, and. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's exactly like Pat said. He come out Ricky Bobby style. I think he was down to his underwear, too, if I recall. Is that right? Maybe. I don't know. So did you must have kept these waivers right beside you the whole yeah. freaking time. Because oh. <laughs> so when that went on, I remember uh, Kaufman was there. And in, as soon as it goes up in fire, he's like, I got to go. I can't be associated with this. He takes off. And it's just black smoke. You can see for miles. So all we did is hook a chain onto it and pull it into the center of the track and let it burn there. Smoke she went all, down. All day long, it's just a black smoke going on. So for a couple of years, you guys were competing with Nevada Speedway. I mean, yeah. that's probably why they had some down years. We were pulling quite a few fans. I'll be honest with you, Josh. We got a phone call from the owner of Nevada Speedway mm -hmm. asking us to back off just a little bit. But uh, 
And we did eventually because we felt bad for Nevada. If it wouldn't have been for COVID, we would have started our own sim- – uh, what do they call that? Where you go around and uh, compete. Carnival. <laughs> we could, you could call it that, I guess. Right. But Circus? Series. 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 That's what it was. We wanted – we were going to go around to all these small towns, and we were right. going to bring our crew kind of like the uh, Jackass. The outlaws, where they go oh. around and race against drag racing against people, street street outlaws. Right, but we were going to we call gonna, it outlaw jackasses, something like that. Right. I didn't know we had a name. But. I just made that up. Yeah. So right. let me go back to the racing deal. I want to c- touch on a couple more highlights so we can close that issue up. Uh, Pat's Cadillac, strongest car. I will I will say right now, Cadillac builds a hell of a machine. At least they did in about 1978. Right. Because we had an endurance race too. And this endurance race was last car standing, obviously, as a winner, and it became a demolition derby. And it was it was classic because Pat's car would go down. You'd just see smoke and steam coming out of it. And I believe you had a passenger. Was that Finley was riding with you? Uh, well, I had several passengers. There were several people in there? I thought so because he. It, it was so funny because that thing I recall one time distinctly on turn three that he sat there for probably three laps. And he, we knew Pat was finally out of the race. And about that time, you heard, boop, 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 and it was run on about two <laughs> cylinders. And here come that beast again. And I don't recall. I believe Pat won the endurance race. Cause, yeah, both years I won the endurance race, yeah. actually. But it's actually, you know, I always thought it was cheating because he'd he'd fake a breakdown and wait in there until everybody yeah. ran out of gas, and he'd fire it up. So we'll call that that. But. That one year when Hickson flipped. He didn't cry as much as what he did. <laughs> My question is, once Kevin lost one car, did you spend the money to buy a second one? Yeah, I think I came back the next year, but I don't recall what I had. I may have got that uh, Dynasty running again. No, I did not get that thing running again. I don't even remember if you were there the second year. I don't know. I don't know you that. You may have I been could... still crying the blues. I may, have, boy- I may still have been pouting. He, I think he boycotted the next year. because. Well, I mean... We, you know, my team and I had a lot of time and effort invested in that car, so the team probably voted to. Was that three of the dummies off Hickson's car? Was yeah. Team? yeah, yeah, my team yeah. was. They were pretty upset. Uh, so, let's look. A couple more highlights. Uh, we used turn four, I believe it was, as a jump out into the timber. This mm-hmm. track is built probably fifty feet. So you guys were kind of innovative. Not only a circle track, you oh, oh some jumps. we had a TT track in the middle. Yeah, absolutely, a figure eight. I mean, it was. It was crazy. So the turn four. Hickson, he was bragging about it. He, Hickson Bra- was bragging not one dent in his station wagon. And I'm like, hmm. hmm. Here comes the Cadillac. So I see Hickson going around with that canoe on, and I'm like, I cut straight through the middle over the top of the TT track, and I T-boned him right in the middle of the yeah. track. He and I'll tell he you, wasn't very happy about it. Though. I'll tell you that jumping thing is not like you know, on turn four. That's when we jump out, and you had to, as soon as you got in the air, you had to apply the brakes, because if you didn't, you was going into the river. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd probably hit a tree before you go into the river, but there was a river on the back side of it, so you had to slide sideways to miss the trees and everything, and it's not like on the Dukes of Hazard. No. You don't laugh and, and give your cousin a high five, because that, we're probably, we're way up in the air. I'm talking, we're at least probably two Three feet. Three feet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. two, Sorry. I was going to say two. <laughs> But when you land, it will jar your eye teeth loose. I guarantee you, you don't even know where you're at. And, I mean, I think the only bigger jolt I had that weekend was as I'm sitting in my car preparing to race. If you remember. When I rear-ended you? Yeah. Hmm. I had a ball cap on, and I'm not kidding you, that hat 
when when that car came to a stop because I'm dead. The car's not even running. And next thing you know, I get rammed, and my hat is in the back seat. It it hit me so hard, my hat stayed there, I and think my body that, flew forward. That was the second year. Because I, I think I did that on the very first lap. Before there was even a flag that thrown, I think I did that to you, and I punctured my radiator. So the whole Good. the whole race, Good for I, was, you. I was having to fill up my radiator. Yeah, I'm glad you punctured it. It was like he thought we were at Branson and the go-karts. That's not just a little love tap. I think I've still got neck injuries from that day. So who was your flag man? I'm not sure. Bradster a lot of times was. Shannon. That's what I was wondering if you had – pup out there with the being the flag man oh pup was in the back of the truck he was the smartest person there he wasn't taking he wasn't getting into that action no. he knew that was dangerous yeah he was He's smarter there. than all of us but yeah then we, the four-wheeler deal we would have those treasure hunts and everything well so mm-hmm. pat puts mm-hmm. this one deal mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. pat I loves knew, this story. i knew this was coming yeah that's what she said i want to explain this well this was a this was a great time because they said we need to document this this is such a great event Pat wants to get everybody lined up on your four-wheelers to get a good picture. And this is back before cell phones. I mean, I think Stacy actually had a camera. And so there's video cameras out there. There's all kinds of stuff. And we're, we're at least probably, would you guess, 50 four-wheelers wide? Yeah, between 50 and 60. And we had so many four-wheelers for this wide picture. So they're back there. And so Pat goes down to the end to kind of figure out how the, they can all figure out the pictures. So they're down there. They got the cameraman clear down on the east end of the field. We're down the west end. But here comes Pat back on his four-wheeler. And I mean, wah, 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 it just, wah. Now, also, it had just rained. Yeah, it was yeah, muddy. let's sure. It was dew, was what it was. No, it was yeah. Mud. It, it was it was great cancer. weather conditions. Pat says, but anyway, here comes Pat, and Pat must have been running probably fifty up through there, just hammering on it. And as he comes up to us, he's going to do a fancy little slide, and he turned it to the left, and when he did, that four wheeler just started rolling all over. <laughs> So, so here's the whole story. So it was yes, great. I, I didn't. I would, didn't start at the other end of the pasture. Yeah, it did. was maybe 20 feet away, and right. I come up and I was gonna spray everybody with mud because it had just rained, <laughs> and so I come around and I was gonna spray everybody, and my right front hits a, a hole, and I went end for end after that in front of everybody. So yes, it was embarrassing. He did get a plaza. Yes, standing, much- standing ovation. Yeah, there was there was a lot. Of, I mean, that was a great time. You think about it now. Would you open up your property the way times are now to a bunch of people uh, at the age of about thirty? Uh, no, no, that would be Choctaw sad. Bingo, two thousand two. Wow, so it's, it's not as old as I thought it was. Incredible, Dylan. Where's your bathroom? At? Well, that was a nice relief. We're back from the uh, bathroom break. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there has had an opportunity to make it down to Dylan's uh, basement. But the, the problem bathroom, is, is it stinks in here now. Yeah, it does stink a little bit. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But I will be uh, completely honest here. If you have a chance to make it down to the basement, it's a pretty cool bathroom. Uh, it's got a hot tub in it. It's odd. Uh, I don't know what kind of freaky stuff they do on their podcast, but uh, come on down and check it out sometime. Oh, there's the Febreze. Uh, great. This will actually not only make it smell better, but you'll start your clothes with it, I believe. So, All right, so was that wrapping up any other good stories from So what do you guys got this, this week? Anything good? Um, you know, um, I think I think I, just to wrap up the wood, wood, wood stock, whatever you want to call it, uh, it was a great time, and I think you guys got some good stories from it. This week I just got 
believe it or not, I'm going to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be working all week. In Fort Scott? Yep, yep, always in Fort Scott, mm-hmm. probably hauling a little trash and doing some poopers, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. What do you got going? You going to I'm going to start, start framing. I got to catch up to my neighbor. Yeah, you got to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. The Joneses, that's a wild place up there. We've uh, got several projects going on top of the hill, Josh and his family, and, of course, Bud. Um, he, you know, is following in suit wherever Josh goes. Bud's right there wiping off the end of his nose or whatever. Right. But uh, I'm just hoping, and here's my here's my hope for that place, is that, I don't know if you guys recall uh, about, I think it was about 20 years ago, I could be wrong on that too, but there was a, another place that was like that one, and it was called Jonesboro. And, you know, they ended up drinking some Kool-Aid or something like that, and, yeah. you know, I just... I'm not, if I go to Josh's on, you know, his welcoming party, which I'm sure he'll have, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. No. I'm not doing it. Have you noticed everything's white up there, too? It is. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's sending kind of some mixed signals. It was in the ordinance. You had to have white. Really? There's ordinances up there? Kevin's building my stuff up there and have an elderly neighbor. Kevin tends to tell her a story about three, four families moving into one place and not for sure what what all they're going to go on up there and some kind of cult and all the houses are white everyone's dressed the same and so i go over and meet same this lady weight. oh go over and meet this lady for the first time and i noticed she kind of closes the blinds and wouldn't answer the door the first couple of times and then kevin tells me the story so i have to go over there and kind of set her straight but yeah everything's gonna be the same we got pat to join the cult you know and so mm-hmm. right we're, uh, kevin's jealous but we we might find him a little spot to stay well as long as i have a clubhouse back in the timber that'd be good um but, you know, that's that's what we'll be doing all week. So, everybody out there, keep an eye on Jonesboro coming up, coming in strong. And uh, we're going to – we're hoping to do several of these podcasts and and keep everybody in tune on what's going on in Fort Scott. You know, just some – we'll just touch lightly on that, what and then we'll just Josh? be telling some more stories. what he's got this week. Josh, you what do you got deals? going this you got week? got some car deals this week? No, the house is going up. Bringing them in Monday. Said the roof will be on by Wednesday, so we'll be, quite, we'll be quite a ways ahead of Pat. Dang, there's Kevin, no way I can keep up with that. Kevin got the shitters in over the yep. weekend, so. Yeah, we got Rick. He can, actually, your dad ended up using it. He just peed in the top of it once I got set, just to kind of christen it. So, that worked out good. Well, it's um, a good thing you peed. Right. And ne- maybe next on the next podcast, we can cover a story that was one of Josh's favorites. When you ask if he's going to be selling any used cars uh, this week, uh, you know, Josh has had a lot of giveaways. We all know that Josh is big on that in one weekend. Splash pad. We didn't talk about the splash pad. We can talk about that in some other podcast. We, uh, oh, but- because Josh does good, you don't want to talk about it? It's only about you? Oh, no. He loves his story about the giveaway. Yeah, well, let's he cover that in the this- next podcast. Remind us. We're coming hot on that because Josh had a heck of a weekend. Oh, yeah. I think it only cost us about five or $10,000 of merchandise. <laughs> what a great time. What a great time with great friends. Hey, All guys. Right. Be thinking about a name for us. Josh will be putting this somewhere on Facebook or wherever you can find it. And uh, if you got any good ideas for names for the, for the group, send them out to us. We'll probably not pay attention to it. But uh, anyway, we might. So that's all I got, guys. Over and out.